Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special trade deadline edition of Small Ball Market, everybody's favorite podcast dedicated to news and discussions surrounding the small market teams of the NBA. My name is Zach Reglin, and joining me, as they always do, are my fantastic co-hosts, Wyatt Reglin and Cody Cook. How are you guys doing? Trade deadline is over. Big moves are gone. Happy to be here. Fuck Neil O'Shea. Eh, well, we'll get to that later. Of okay, course. Man, I, I like Rodney Hood, but we'll get to it later. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we we'll just get right into it, I guess. Um, but with the uh, trade deadline happening, uh, with coming and passing, I feel like the biggest news that came out of the NBA in the last couple weeks was the trade that did not happen, and that was Anthony Davis to really anywhere but the New Orleans Pelicans, but like more specifically the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, so he demanded a trade just a couple weeks before the trade deadline, and uh, nothing ended up happening. The Lakers and the Pelicans talked for a long time. Uh, the rumors came out the, that the Pelicans started demanding all of the Lakers' young talent plus six to eight draft picks over the next few years. And I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on whether you thought that would be too much for Anthony Davis, too little, or just kind of what caused these deals to fall apart at all that where nothing ended up happening i feel like it was enough like i feel like in order to get a star level talent like anthony davis that you should be willing to give up all those assets even if it means losing the depth on your team i mean you got to think about it in a smart way too like when you think about it those first round picks that they asked for if you're expecting to be good those first round picks aren't going to be that high of draft picks and also it's going to be a weak draft in the first place so i mean like i don't feel like you i think they i i like draft picks but i feel like teams overvalue draft picks too much yeah i can agree with that I feel like teams overvalue potential over guys who are actually established which when it comes to anthony davis it's like who the hell are you going to draft that is more valuable than anthony davis unless you're drafting in the top three of any given year like you could potentially get a guy at that but even then usually people don't pan out that good. Yeah, why take why take the gamble when you could have the sure thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And basically the only gamble that you'd be taking with Anthony Davis is just the fact that he gets hurt. Right. And but yeah, that's uh, I agree with Wyatt in the sense that uh I thought the what they were asking for was good and I thought that the I thought for a while that the Lakers overvalue that young core that they have right now. Like do you mm-hmm. guys think that as well? Well, I personally, I think they overvalue it a little bit, but at the same time, I'm not really sure where the Pelicans were coming from on declining their final offer um, because the final offer was uh, Ingram, Kuzma, Alonzo, two firsts and two seconds, right? Was Zubak included in that? Zubak was in there too. Okay, yeah. So that being your final offer, if I'm the Pelicans GM, I'm taking that deal personally, but I, I their whole idea, but behind holding off on it i'm pretty sure everyone is pretty sure it's pretty much a known fact at this point was so that the celtics could get involved but i don't really see where the celtics could offer anything more than that i mean they'll they're talking about jason tatum for the most part but i would much rather have that final package that the lakers offered for anthony davis than damn near anything that the celtics would be willing to give up yeah it all depends on what you value in jason tatum and some people would say that Jason Tatum is more valuable than all three of those players combined, which I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but he is an is, incredibly talented young player. The Celtics have those really high draft picks, too, that they could put in that package with Jason Tatum. What I was hearing is it'd be like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 
somebody else i can't remember and then like i think al horford Horford would be involved but like cody was saying it's like they have jason tatum right now but like with all the news going around that kyrie irving might not resign and then last night with marcus marcus morris being unhappy saying it hasn't been fun to play with the celtics like do you really think the Celtics, if they lose Kyrie and they decide that they're, are they going to still trade for AD? No, they're not going to trade for AD. They're going to hang on the Jason Tatum. Yeah, this team has kind of turned into a little bit of a mess lately. But uh, yeah. I think the I think the big thing, or I know this is getting off topic, but I think the big thing that the Celtics weren't expecting is how underwhelming Gordon Hayward has been. Yeah, I mean, well, coming off of that, injury that he had the last year like we expected he would have a slow start coming back but i feel like just the talent that the celtics have at the three spot right now has really hindered his progress which is funny because a lot of people thought that uh hayward's injury actually allowed those players to come into their own last year but now that they're all there there's kind of a log jam at the small forward slash two guard position right who knows maybe they're gonna trade a bulk of those players away to get anthony davis yeah, but back to the Pelicans here. Like they should have done the deal I, with the Lakers. I think a lot of it was spite. Oh, for sure, for sure. It was. It had to be like the oh, like this is tampering. The Rich Paul Clutch Sports Agency. Like they're de- they're definitely trying to make something happen to where LeBron would get his uh, second star in LA with him and. I feel like a lot of that was just the Pelicans just kind of fucking around with the Lakers a bit to like where they wanted them to just like keep offering them stuff, but they never seem to really have the intention of taking a deal from them, which could be why they want a team like the Celtics to get involved or a different team to get involved. Like, I feel like if they want, they, Anthony Davis has his list of teams that he wants to go to. Mm -hmm. And I feel that he, they want him to go to, any of those teams but LA right now for sure and I think I think an underrated aspect of it is all the I'm pretty sure all the teams on Anthony Davis's list were Western Conference teams and you, you uh, know, Milwaukee, the Knicks and the Bucks. Oh, oh okay so it wasn't but st- you know why would you want to if you're the Pelicans I'm trying to think of somebody else oh um the Spurs the Clippers. They had the Clippers. Oh, no 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 the Spurs well the Spurs when they traded Kawhi they said that the biggest factor, uh, the biggest factor, in why they traded him to the Raptors is because he wasn't in a Western Conference team. He wasn't a competitor anymore. I think that's definitely an underrated aspect of why they didn't move Anthony Davis to the Lakers or anywhere else before the deadline is because it why trade it to a competitor to make your path to the playoffs harder. You know, I think there's a bit of a different scenario there because when the Spurs traded Kawhi, they were still remaining competitive. This Pelicans team, they're not they're currently like a lottery team right now with Anthony Davis on their team. If they trade him away, they're going to be at the bottom of the a bottom of the league for the next few years. Like why would they care? Yeah, that's true. Who's at the top of the league? Like who's like what teams in the West are going to be continuing to win? I I just personally feel like they should have just done the deal now. I mean, I get it they're waiting for like they're they think they can get a bigger package this summer. And I mean, this Lakers deal probably will be there in the summer if they want it. But the thing is, like, I would have just done it because now they're allowing Anthony Davis to play on the court and you're allowing him to get booed and stuff. And it just it doesn't make any sense to me. It's a bad PR rep thing. And I think they should have just got rid of him. Well, this whole thing was a bad PR rep. <laughs> that package won't be available because Lonzo's getting traded to Phoenix. 
<laughs> over the summer. Yeah. Well, LeVar came out and said he's like, I want all the kids to play in Phoenix. Of all places, dude, why Phoenix? Yeah, I don't know why. I think it was just the fact that they have no point guards. I mean, it'd I be think... a good fit, but like, it, I don't know. doesn't seem very big baller brandy. Yeah, well, it's not. I know I've been trashing on Lonzo a lot, too. Like, I always trash on Lonzo. But but other than shooting, Lonzo's a good player. <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, he's like he he's just... a solid, solid point guard. Yeah, his big issue is that he's been hurt a lot during his career. But I think he's overall, like, a really good all-around point guard. Like, I don't know if he'll ever be the superstar that he gets hyped up to be. But B he's going to be... He's good. Yeah, he's gonna be like a B plus starter in the NBA. Like, like once, like his prime is like a full time starter in the NBA. It was clear Definitely. that the big chipper in that trade was Brandon Ingram. But like, what do you think your ceiling is on Brandon Ingram? Kuz is better than Ingram. Don't at me. At this point, Kuz is definitely better than Ingram. But I feel like on potential, people still have like Ingram still has value in the fact that he hasn't reached his full potential but he's missed out on he's missed the mark quite a bit in the first few years which is a little I think it's a little bit unfair because he was marketed as like the next Kevin Durant yeah just because he first came to the league yeah just because he's a skinny tall guy who has a jump shot (laughs) it's like, I feel like that was unfair. It's like everyone who gets marketed as the next LeBron. Like Andrew Wiggins was supposed to be the next LeBron when in fact yeah. he's... Uh, Just because he's long and slightly muscular. Yeah, when in fact he's not even Andre Iguodala in his prime. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that was unfair on Ingram. But I'm if I were Lakers fans, I feel like right now I would be worried... About, like, the hubris of that team getting to them again. Like, just the fact how every single time a big-name free agent comes around, they o- or a big-name free agent or a star wants a trade or something like that, they are always like, oh, he wants to go to the Lakers. Like, why would we trade a big thi- Why would we trade a big package for him when we're just going to get him in free agency over the summer? Then free agency comes and that player goes somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like this it's, happens. This has happened to them time and time again. It's like Lake, it's Lakers news getting blown out of proportion. That's just like it's everybody yeah. saying, "Oh, they're a star." Then that means they have to be on the Lakers, and it's getting blown out of proportion. Not everybody wants to be on the Lakers, and it's just it's getting really annoying at this point. I mean, and they struck out on the Marcus. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> they struck out on a lot of players, and it's like um, it's just it, it bugs me because. They, uh, I was I gonna say, fuck. Next year will be the true test of how many free agents they can land. But like, yeah, like with, the, I agree. Like with the Pelicans this time around, like I'm think now at this point, like everybody is tired of all the news that the Lakers are gonna get these players. That GMs are just even if they send like a good deal, they're just refusing to trade it. Like they just don't want to do it. How much of that is Magic Johnson's fault for hyping up the whole culture behind the Lakers? Do you think? Um, no, not really much his fault because that maybe, maybe that culture that's existed since his time there, like as a point guard, because like, like they've had this reputation for the longest time. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, we have the culture that everyone wants to play in. And so it gets hyped up to the point where all their fans think that everyone wants to go there. The media, they're the biggest, they bring in the most revenue of any team in the NBA. And I'm pretty sure it's not even close Oh, I doubt it. What, yeah. what do you guys think about tampering rules? Um, well, obviously they're not enforced. <laughs> no, they're not hey, enforced very well. Fine. I mean, like, 
I just, me personally, I'm like, they're adults and they can make their own decision. And so, and I feel like people can try and convince people to go to their teams. I don't feel like that's really that much of a big deal. I don't understand how LeBron having dinner with Anthony Davis is tampering, but when fucking Chris Paul, Doc Rivers, and Blake Griffin locked DeAndre Jordan in his house until he agreed not to go to the Mavs isn't tampering. (laughs) Well, that technically isn't tampering because he wasn't wasn't under contract with another team at that point. Like, the big issue, the the rule for tampering is that you can't try and uh, woo a player to your team when they're under contract with another team. I mean, at that point, fucking kidnap somebody like (laughs) (laughs) at that point, he was a free agent, though. He wasn't under contract. That just goes to show you how how blurred the lines are when it comes to the tampering rules. Well, also, like like LeBron said it himself, uh, tampering rules don't apply during All Star Weekend. Like we're just about to have this to where, uh, um, you know, LeBron's been trying to get game on his team for years, too. LeBron's been trying to get literally any star who would play with him on his team. Did you did you see all the people talking about um, how basically everyone in LeBron's starting lineup for his All Star team except uh, James Harden yeah. are yeah. gonna be are either free agents or gonna be free agents in the next couple of years? Yep. How good yeah, do we expect LeBron to be in the next few years, though? Um, pretty well, good until he shows, until he shows otherwise. Uh, I mean, he, he had wins. his first serious birthday? injury. He had his yeah, first well, serious injury this year. I think a lot of that was just resting. Yeah, precautionary. I think you're probably right, but... Like, I mean, trust me, Wyatt, I, w- I want the Lakers to not succeed as much as anybody, but I'm being realistic. It's LeBron, so... Let's be real here. Do you guys think they're going to make the playoffs this year? Probably. Yeah, eight seed. You think the eight Clippers seed? Made, the Clippers went full-blown tank, and uh, basically the only team they have to beat is uh, the Kings. Kings are the Mavs. Spot. The Mavs are kind of fighting for it too, but... Mavs are like tank mode too. Yeah, Mavs Mavs traded uh, their some of their young assets too. Like they traded Harrison Barnes and... Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. to kind of embrace the tank a little bit while they wait for Porzingis to come back. Go what? get Zion. Then you they win Zion the day. Well, we're we're not talking about that, Wyatt. The Blazers <laughs> blew a fourteen point lead. They the Mavs were trying to lose this game, but Portland just said, "No, we want to lose this one more." Tank for Zion. <laughs> yeah, but, it was fucking incredible, though. I want Zion. Do you guys see that yeah. block? I think yeah. <laughs> I said it to you guys last night. Oh my god, You're dude! Like holy crap! <laughs> just to just to show you how like how jaw dropping that was. I was at lunch with. Mackenzie, my gr- for my girlfriend, and she, I was watching that, and she looks over and she goes, "Holy shit!" Like she, <laughs> she was, just, she was just like, oh, "She's in awe as we are." Like that man's a freak of nature, dude. Yeah. Dude's a clear number one pick in the draft, and whoever gets him on their team should be lucky and hang on to that guy. Yeah, and uh, and if he goes to Cleveland, we riot because they've had enough talent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, poor poor Cleveland. They they're just always at the bottom of everything. No, no, be... fuck that. They they fucking had LeBron James and they won a title. They they're fucking done. Relocate. You're right. They can they get a suck for the rest of eternity. They got that one title and we'll never feel bad for them. Same <laughs> with the Pelicans. Relocate them to Seattle. You had eight fucking years to build around Anthony Davis and they made the playoffs twice. <laughs> yeah, and they swept the Blazers. One of them. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but All right, um, uh, wait, I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna yeah. comment. 
Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about the Blazers losing in the first round to the Pelicans. But, We're um, going to talk about we'll... them losing by... <laughs> Let's move on to trades that actually happened. Yeah, like we just spent 15 minutes on trade a trade that didn't happen. So uh, we'll get to the ones that did happen. Um, we're going to transition over to the East Coast because outside of the big four teams, like in the big four teams of the Eastern Conference, outside of Boston, every single one of them got better this trade deadline. Are you going you to really trading. downplay the fact that we did a big Western Conference trade and got Scalabas here? We'll get to that later, though. That's for Blazers Corner. We'll talk about how Scalabas here will lead us to a ti- to lead us to a title. But um, the Bucks traded for Nikola Mirotic, and they barely traded anything. What did they trade? Thon make did, was that in the Thon Maker trade, or was it? Uh, I don't know. It was gar- It was like a first round, no, two second round picks. It wasn't that much. I can't remember the specifics of it, but yeah, but. That that happened. Uh, the Sixers traded draft picks for essentially for uh, Tobias Harris. That's big, which is huge. That's a like, big one. Yeah, and it's a good the, for both teams too. Honestly, yeah. For and sure. the Raptors traded for thirty-four years old, but is still very effective. Mark Gasol. I like that one too. And I just wanted to ask you guys, which of these three trades do you think made the most noise? And who do you think is like the contender in the East after this move, after all these moves? 76ers with Tobias Harris. Yeah. I think, oh, I just think that there was kind of a, I mean, you had Ben Simmons um, and Bede, and then you had Jimmy Butler and they were still, you know, there still were what kind of one piece off. I mean, Joel Embiid's certified star. That man's that man's insane. But um, with Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons, you were still kind of one piece shy from having that uh that over the top team that could take you all the way to the finals. And with with how little they gave up for Tobias Harris, that just I mean that adds not only to their depth but to the power of their starting lineup. And that that might be the trade that puts them over the top in the East. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And uh. Yeah, let's see what their actual uh, trade was. It was uh, they traded uh, they traded Landry Shamet, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, and two first round draft picks to get Tobias Harris. Which potentially they're only getting a thirty game rental out of Tobias Harris if he were to choose. I mean, if, if I was Tobias himself. Harris, I would resign with the 76ers. Oh, me too. But they, the thing is, is he'll be, in order to stay there, he and Jimmy Butler would likely both be sacrificing a lot of money to stay Here's there. Here's the question for you guys. Who would you guys rather keep, Butler or Harris? Butler or Harris? Yeah. Um, Butler's been a head a case. Tough one. That is a tough one. I think Ben that- Simmons. Yeah, I think I would. Anybody who's been saying to trade Ben Simmons lately is a dumbass. Yeah, no, I don't believe it. I don't. I couldn't believe some of the people who were saying that. I saw something that was saying that they should should have potentially tried to trade him for Anthony Davis, and I was like, "What? No. Why? In any reason would you trade Ben Simmons for that when you're potentially losing him after that? Like Ben Simmons is a future superstar, and." He's on that. But in your question about Jimmy Butler versus Tobias Harris, I think Tobias Harris is potentially the better team player. And he's younger. And he is younger. Yeah. Like, let's see. I'm curious how old they are. Uh, Tobias is really young, I think. He's been in the league for since like 2012, guys. Really? He's 26. 
Well, that's so young. J- and Jimmy Butler's yeah. 30, right? Jimmy is uh he's 29. Oh, so not too far off, but still. Yeah. But uh like obviously I Jimmy's been a head case in like the last it the last two teams that he's been on, so uh there is potential that you are risking a lot if you go all in with Jimmy Butler long term. But I feel like if there's a way that the Sixers can hang on to all four of these guys, like this is like a legitimate big four that might be the best starting lineup in the NBA outside of Golden State. Oh, for sure. It's definitely a risk. Yeah. Like Joel Embiid is like, he's the reincarnation of Shaq right now with what the numbers that he's put up this year. Joel Embiid's the best player on this team. Oh, yeah, by far. Like, he's better than Jimmy. He's better than Ben Simmons. Do people debate that? No, I don't think so. I I would I would be surprised if there was someone who would argue that. But Okay, good. good. <laughs> the Sixers yeah. demolished the Lakers today. Tobias Harris put up... They put up 142 or something like that? Tobias God, Harris damn. put up 22, 6, and 6. Yeah, like, that's... I couldn't believe that when I saw it, but... Uh, yeah, Jimmy's only averaging 19 a game with them this year, like this year. So, well, I mean, you're like, bound to take a hit with that much yeah, talent. You know? Absolutely. He's like, he definitely just took a backseat role, which hopefully he's willing to keep that backseat role in order for the betterment of this team. Because what Embiid does on a nightly basis is like unlike anything that we've seen for quite a while. Joel but, Embiid put up 37 and 14 tonight. Jesus. But. I do think, like, in terms, like, the, that trade, obviously, like, that had the most star power in it, like, the Tobias Harris landing there. Like, that gave Philly a big four and easily makes them the favorite, but I'm really interested in Marc Gasol in Toronto. Yeah, me too. That was one, I mean, it's not really underrated just because Marc Gasol is such a big name, but that could be... That could help them contend with the 76ers in the East. Yeah, especially because Toronto is one of those teams that plays with... uh, They're kind of more... Like, what this team has done this year, they have a lot more, like, role players doing their thing. Yeah. And uh, just seeing what some of the, like... I don't know, just adding a player like Marc Gasol, like who is adds you some star power, but at the same time gives you uh like and even if it's aging star power, but it also gives you just another guy who just like knows what he's doing mm-hmm. constantly. Uh it makes the right move. I just pulled up the his stat line. Like his he only played 18 minutes in his debut. He didn't even start. Right. He scored seven points, had grabbed six rebounds, and had one assist. Like, but even with his uh even uh not even having a lot of assists on that, he is constantly one of the better passing bigs in oh, the for league. Sure. And just I mean he spreads the floor too, so not yeah, only and Toronto's one of those teams that keeps the floor spread very well too. So he's kind of like the sure. perfect center to fit that system. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it was just another case of Toronto going all in on yeah. like what they have right now because Well, I mean they got to make their case to re-sign Kawhi too at this point. Exactly. And it's super weird because you could make an argument right now that it was like say uh 
there's a couple teams that are gonna have big names going into free agency, like um, like Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris are both gonna be free agents at the end of this year. Kawhi is gonna be a free agent at the end of this year. Clay. Boston is gonna have Kyrie as a free agent at the end of this year. The Bucks have Chris Middleton. No, I mean just the East, like the East, East right now. Chris Middleton is gonna be a free agent at the end of this year, who's their second best player, I would say. Mm-hmm. And two of these teams aren't going to make the conference finals. Right. Do you think that like one of these, like you would think that like one of these guys, like they might be like, why would I come and take a pay cut or whatever to play for this team? If they're not even going to make the conference finals. Like I definitely think if the Raptors don't make the conference finals, Kawhi's gone. I think I'm almost ready to say if the Raptors don't make the finals, Kawhi's gone. Yeah, huh. like I've thought, I've thought that too. Like we're gonna that, act like him not too. buying a house in San Diego is not suspicious. That that w- wouldn't it be hilarious if they went and won the finals and then Kawhi just dipped. For <laughs> <play>? <laughs> oh, that man. man is he's unreadable. Who knows what that oh, guy's no, gonna do? We have no, and I do think that Kyrie could potentially explore different options if the Celtics don't. Who are make your guys' picks finals? for the conference final? As of currently, um, I'd want to give it to the Raps and the the Raps and the Sixers. I was going to say so. Raps and Bucks. Bucks are Bucks are tough. Like I think the I, it's a toss up because that the way it's set up right now with the standings, it's uh, Bucks are Raps and no, the Raps retook first place. I'm pretty sure. Oh, they did. Um, yeah. Oh no, Milwaukee is in first place. If it were right now, it would be uh, the Raps and Sixers would meet in the second round, Ooh, which damn. that could potentially be. It, you could make an argument that's basically the conference finals. But right. if it ended up being like, if Toronto and Philadelphia met up in a series in the second round, who do you think would win it? The Nets. <laughs> Shut up. The Nets are going to I the mean, conference first- finals. Uh-huh. Personally, I hope that the 76ers would win just because I feel like their size and their style of play would give them the best chance to match up against Golden State. But that's just my personal opinion. If Golden State didn't have Boogie back, I'd be like so ready to say like Sixers could take down the Warriors. But the thing is, yeah. the Sixers still have so much extra length with not only Jimmy, but Tobias now and Ben Simmons obviously being an oversized point guard. You know, they just have the length and the size on the Warriors that it would take to not bully Even them, obviously. Boogie, but, but yeah, but the Raptors have Kawhi, who is like the best perimeter defender in see, the league. See, if Boogie sure, wasn't but... there, Joel Embiid would fucking destroy the Warriors in the post. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I still feel like, I mean, the Raptors are good, but they don't, they're not necessarily like, they don't match up as well as the 76ers, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you still have Kyle Lowry, who's a traditional point guard, who's smaller and, you know, it's just. I yeah. think we've we've recognized that when you try and out warriors the warriors, you know, when you try and play their brand of basketball better than more often than not, it doesn't go as well as if you just try and play the opposite style as them. That's the thing with all three of these Eastern Conference teams, though, is I feel like they all have players that are so unique that they're different from the Warriors and all sense. Like I think all three play a different brand of basketball than Golden State does. Yeah, be I mean, Toronto, I think Toronto's the closest. Toronto's definitely the closest to them. I mean, like, I feel like the 76ers just went full in on like, the, like they're not necessarily. I mean, JJ Reddick's a good shooter and stuff, but I mean, they're not 
horrible shooters, but they don't definitely didn't surround themselves with sharpshooters. Yeah, and Milwaukee is pretty much like a we surrounded Giannis with shooters right. to make it better, make it that it's easier on him to be easier on him to attack. Which God, I feel like I'm underrating Giannis in this discussion about the about who can do it. Like, like we haven't really mentioned it yet. Like that Nikola Mirotic trade is like it seems That's- so minor. But it's yeah. such a huge move. Yeah, if you can stay healthy, hopefully. Yeah, like the like what that guy brings to a team. Like you guys both know, he was my number one desired Blazer. Oh, me too. I think we all wanted to go get him. Yeah, I was pissed when we didn't get him. When we didn't get anybody. Yeah, well, we got like, Ronnie Hood. Not yeah, he looks good. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. Nikola Mirotic was my number one desired player. Like that was like. I want like I he is like a team changing guy once he gets onto your team like what he what he brings to the table just as like a role player just because yeah. he's he's very effective on both the inside and the out he's not a bad defender in like any mean like I don't he's think a, he's, he's a decent defender yeah like he's solid and yeah, yeah it's he. He could come off the bench, but like still potentially be like make a run at like your second best player. Like, right. like he'll never like he'll never be a guy who's like a star on any team, but he's someone who comes in and is like the ultimate role player that you want on your team, or like an ultimate six man. And right. I just I couldn't believe that the Bucks were the team that landed him. Now they're going to make like, the floor amazing with Brooke Lopez and him. I was like, that's they, they have such an insane space the floor because Middleton is percentage wise, like over the last few years, has been one of the best shooters in the league. Brooke Lopez has been absolutely crazy, and Miritich is always a great shooter. It's like outside of Giannis, like the worst shooter is Bledsoe in their starting. It's like Giannis doesn't and, need to shoot. Giannis just really doesn't need to shoot. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, and I would take Bledsoe shooting threes over a lot of other players. What was it? Is it like the statistic? Is it like Giannis gets like five or six dunks a game or something? I don't know. Jesus. Like, it's got to be something like that. He gets he, a lot of That's like where he gets most of his points. Like, with how space their floor is now, like, he just has such an open lane. You can't only defend him, which is what you used to be able to do with this team over the last few years. Like, while uh, they used to just be able to force him to shoot threes and they would not be, like, they'd suck. Like, they would suck if Giannis couldn't do his thing. But now uh, they they just put together, like, they're similar to the Raps in the sense that they just have so many, like, you could argue they don't really have a second star on this team. Like, Chris Middleton made the all-star team. Barely. But... Do you guys really consider him a star? I mean, he's like averaging what, like eighteen and six or something. He's averaging, I mean, he's averaging seventeen, six, and four. Yeah, but like, in the East, it's good enough to be an all star. Yeah. He's averaging <laughs> yeah, like the it's same like, numbers Harrison Barnes is averaging. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though. It's like if he were in the West, he wouldn't even be sniffing an all star. Yeah, and you look. Yeah, so you look at guys in the East like Chris Middleton averaging seventeen, six, and four who are an all-star, and then you look at, like, Devin Booker, who's averaging, like, 25, 5, and 7. And okay, he's Chris Milton's the second-best player on the 
team with the best record in the NBA and Devin Booker's on the worst team in the NBA or one of the worst teams in the NBA. But he's still better. And he's missed half the season. So <laughs> still better. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Devin Booker's a weird hill to die on when it comes to a player. He deserved to be all star team. He deserved to be an all star. Yeah, over like no. Rudy Gobert. No, no, not over Rudy Gobert. I'm just saying, like in the East, but like just slap that man. Just, Let's just fuck. make it the best players from both conferences. <laughs> I be, like, like honestly, be, like, honestly, four Eastern Conference players in the game. Yeah. I agree. Like fuck that! Like fuck remodeling the playoff system to be, the, be like the top sixteen teams or whatever. But the All Stars should be divided up into East and make West. The, like make it, yeah, make it the top uh, twenty four players or whatever. Teams yeah. in the East would make it if they did NBA standings like best sixteen teams. I feel like it goes like, like five I mean, or six. I think it'd go like eleven deep in the West. Um, I, yeah, I think like five or you six. Guys and, are underestimating the fact that Portland, like the East, is so top heavy. Like Portland mm-hmm. is the number four seed in the West. If they were in the East right now, they would be the six seed. Hmm. Yeah. In the East. Yeah. Yeah, but you have the to Western take Conference schedule. is beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. No. Yeah, like exactly. that's what's going on. Like the East is very top heavy, and the the West is just a bloodbath. It's Celtics, Sixers. Toronto Bucks, and then outside of that, it's like Charlotte. And the Pacers, Nets, the Pacers are there Pacers. too. Except Pacers, Pacers are the Ladipo, which is depressing. Yeah. And I, I, oh, I, I was depressing. like, the Pacers are going to be able to make some noise. I felt like they'd be able to take it to some of these teams, but I would have been really interested to see how those teams end up in the playoffs. Like, I feel like they would have had the potential to knock out some like super good team. Where are the Celtics at right now? They are currently the five the five seed at thirty five and twenty one. And who's the four huh. seed? The Philly at thirty six and twenty. God, oh, the Celtics a... team was supposed. To, this Celtics team was supposed to win sixty games this year. If they wanted to win sixty games, they would have to only lose one game the rest of the season. <laughs> They'd have to go twenty five and one end the season. Or Dude, womp, womp. Yeah, I feel like womp. the six the Sixers would beat them in five if they played right now. <laughs> uh, six. Yeah, six. I give them I give them two games. Kyrie's too good in the playoffs. But he too good. Yeah. And if it were like last year, playoffs. if it were like if it were like last year and the Celtics were playing with role pl- with like role players again, like with all their guys hurt, then uh, yeah, the Sixers would destroy them this year. Okay, like, I'm gonna say this, and this, this is gonna really, this would really piss off Celtics fans. Celtics got lucky. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Got, that was a that was a one time. That was a glory glory chance. Like they, it's like a one time. It was a fluke. I don't know, man. Bradley Stevens pretty good. Brad yeah, Stevens Brad is good. Is a great judge, but but uh, Danny yeah, Danny pretty good. Yeah, you're well, telling yeah, me Terry Rozier is the next coming of Jesus? Like, fucking come <laughs> on, man. Scary Terry. Yeah, well, uh, the Ben, you know, Jason Tatum. He's only nineteen, even though he's like twenty-one now. <laughs> he decent. He's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> he's gonna hasn't be gotten, nineteen. He hasn't for, had a big jump this year. He's gonna be nineteen for the first five years of his career. <laughs> what do you Jason guys think Tatum. of? What do you guys think of Fultz going to Orlando? That's like that's a good segue or next category because I was going to ask about some of your guys' most interesting trades from the around the league because I feel like we got enough out of this conversation. But uh, God, like I still couldn't believe it when I saw that Fultz got traded. 
Like it good just seems so random. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think good for him. Like that. Like it's obvious that he wasn't going to do anything with Philadelphia. They traded for a pick that they used to possess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I know, just don't know. I mean, I don't really know how he fits in Orlando, but they don't have a point or, guard really. Or, Orlando's just fucking. They're they're just there, man. They're just there. Well, that's who we're I here mean, for. Why don't take a flyer for... on the first round pick of a draft from last year, like. Yeah, I think true. it's worth Cody, the that's risk. that's why this I podcast mean, exists. We're here for those teams that are just there. No, I understand we talk about, like, the small markets, but then there's, there's like, small markets, and then there's, like, fucking Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> they are a bit of a different breed, except for the fact they have, like, what? the dopest jerseys in the entire NBA when it comes to, like, What throwback. do they do? No, dude, the, the Heat Vice jerseys are fucking sick. I mean, just, like, the throwbacks. like... Is it purple? I'm rain? talking yeah. like throwback. Yeah, the purple Rangers is a great. The no, I agree with you that the Miami Vice ones are amazing. But I like when Orlando wears those throwback '90s jerseys. I'm just like, those are like the best jerseys in basketball, dude. They're so good. The the <laughs> the Utah Jazz, their city jerseys, the orange ones. Yeah, I dig those. those are fucking sick, dude. I dig them. What? Yeah, they make Joe Ingles look like a good basketball player. What do you guys dude, think stop. of the Blazer ones this year? Yeah, they're okay. I don't like the they're, white stripe. I'm tired of you guys talking shit about Joe Ingles. Dude, fuck Joe Ingles, bro. <laughs> no, no, for real. Yeah, fuck Joe Ingles. <laughs> I love my Aussies, guys. He's a fucking it's... cunt. <laughs> As they would say down under. I was going to say, I, was, <laughs> I would normally cut it out. I would normally cut that out of the podcast, but uh, he he's Australian. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> when in Rome, you know? Yeah. When in Sydney, Australia. <laughs> well... Boys, perhaps we should move on from the topic of trades to the topic of not so many trades and talk about our beloved Trailblazers. I agree with you. We should uh, buy out market, up. baby. So the Blazers made two trades. One trade. We made two trades. We'll give we'll give all shape props. He made two. One of them was a Look, very guys, lateral move. I'm but... trying. <laughs> So about two days before the trade deadline, Portland traded Nick Stauskas, Wade Baldwin, and two second round draft picks for let me say, Rodney let me Hood. Say, let me say something. Uh, poor Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin. Like, goddamn, man. Yeah, they got traded. Four trades, right? Yeah, four three times. times. Three times. They got four teams, three trades. And then they got waived by the Pacers after they ended up there. But uh, yeah, first we got that trade and we landed Ronnie Hood. And then on the day of the trade deadline, when us Blazers fans were constantly refreshing our feed, going like, did we get Nikola Miritich? Did we get- To no avail, I might add. Yeah, to no avail. Like we like we all wanted, we, Blazers fans don't even dream big. We just wanted Nikola Miritich. That's we just all wanted, we wanted anything. We wanted, but we wanted something that would even like slightly improve the team. But uh. The only thing we got on trade deadline day was a lateral move sending Caleb Swanigan, who we picked with the 26th pick in the 2017 draft, and we traded for Scal Labissier from the Sacramento Kings, who was the 28th pick in the 2016 <sighs> NBA draft. And to that, I just, I just, my reaction when when we did that trade was a uh, <clears throat> who? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, then uh, let me just say one thing. Also, Scal's wearing seven, I think. Is he? How that's fucking what dare I he? Saw, and he's going to need to change that number right about fucking now. Like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's not going to be okay. Oh, if, if he wears he, that yeah. number on the court and he refuses to change his number, we're fucking, we're, we're, we're rioting. Like, it's, 
For those of you who don't know, if any of you are somehow not familiar with our beloved Brandon Roy... Then you shouldn't even be listening. You shouldn't be listening, but uh, Brandon Roy, our beloved Trailblazers savior, the main reason most most people our age in the Portland area love basketball, wore number seven before he had to tragically retire due to injury. But... He came back, bro. Yeah. If... If he ends Greatest up playing, Minnesota Timberwolf of all time. Yeah. Well, that's funny because Scal's other number is three, which was also Roy's number when he wore uh, when he played for the Timberwolves. So wear three, dude. Fuck Greg Oden. Dude, that's CJ wears three. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Greg Oden? What did, what did Greg Oden didn't wear three? <laughs> didn't he? No, no he wore wait, 52, man. Damn, that was bad. Damon Stoudemire wore three. Who else wore three? Oh well, we don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. CJ wears three now. So. Uh, that well, Makes that's CJ embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But well, I'd rather no CJ. matter what number no, no, no. Scalabissier is wearing, he sucks. So would, we need to get him a new would, number, and then maybe it'll transform him into a new player. I guess. That's I would how rather it works. CJ. I would rather CJ change his number from three so Scal could wear that than have him wear number seven like why the fuck isn't seven retired yet you know maybe uh we're hoping that like some of brandon roy's powers will bestow itself upon him it's not even funny zach (laughs) (laughs) how dare you yeah (laughs) man i let's get back to neil shay and just like what are and our thoughts on the trade deadline like i do think i'll give him props that rodney hood trade we may like maybe we could have gotten away with just giving them a single draft pick but i do think that was good that was a good move that was, good. That was a good move hood is solid hood is a Hood's very an solid player and hood is one of those people that is you can tell he's going to be a good player he just wasn't benefiting from the system and the environment that he was in yeah. i think a change of scenery and a change of playstyle is exactly what he needs in order to be productive. And I think Portland, the, he's going to fit right in, man. Yeah. We we got him for scoring, and it would have helped today if we didn't score nine points in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Yeah. the bla- for Also, for those of you who don't know, the Blazers blew a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter to the Dallas Mavericks today. Yeah, I hate to see it. Scored which also, nine uh, points in the fourth quarter. Dame which got also hacked on the last play, though. Our, which also ruined our our fantastic record. NBA record, like of our NBA stat of never having lost a game this season while leading going into the fourth quarter. We still have the record of never having won a game while trailing going into the fourth quarter this year. What's more important, uh, you be the decider in that I, you know, I love that stat though because it's like it's one of those stats that really only an astoundingly mediocre team could do <laughs> it's like have you thought about that though it's like you're just good enough that you can hang on to your leads going into the fourth quarter but you're not good enough to make comebacks like golden state they're going to be down going into the fourth quarter from time to time but they're going to come back and win because they're golden state and they're that good <laughs> Portland, we're not that good. We're not good enough to come back and win. You're leading us after three quarters? Nah, you can Casey, have it. Casey Holdall said, like, tweeted after the game saying that it was the angriest he'd ever seen Dame after losing a game. Maybe he was that mad after the trade deadline as well. I hope so. Yeah, like, like 
I think Rodney Hood was a good move, but I think overall the Scalabizier trade was just such a lateral move that like was just the, don't even fucking do it. That was that was my thing too. It's like it was literally just a move to make a move. By the way, you guys can stop being angry because I just looked and Scalabizier were seventeen. God bless it. America. Because the other day it said seven. Yeah, Doug, I gotta slap a fucking one in front of this so I don't get crucified. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Mo Williams tried to do that, and then he changed his. I think he changed his number to twenty five before the season even started. Because pretty much the city of Portland was like, "We're gonna fucking kill you if you don't fucking." You don't. Know, where's the number? It's like you don't want to go into the into the team hated before you even start. Why? Where's your Mo Williams fact? Did you guys know Mo Williams got a girl <laughs> pregnant when he was fifteen? <laughs> Yep, it's fact. And Wyatt just loved that fact once he found that out, and he would not stop telling us every single game. Whenever he was doing something, I was just like, "Do you guys know you got a girl pregnant (laughs) when he was 15 Can't believe that, man. Hate to see it. It Was all was all downhill from there. Yeah, no, (laughs) no. I mean, he's not in the NBA anymore, so obviously it didn't go too well. (laughs) Oh, you know. Does he have a ring? He, did he got a ring, didn't he? Yeah, he won yeah, one with the Cavs. Ooh. Yeah. The guy you had a kid when he was 15. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, what was I saying? Yeah. Um, But that moves... Who do you guys think we're going to go after on the buyout market? I wanted Wesley Matthews, but fuck me, right? Yeah. Um, I feel well, like really out of like spite would say no. Just out of yeah, no, we a hundred percent. If we don't get an S canter, there should be riots in the street. Well, he's my number one pick. Move. We're not even gonna make a move, are we? Like, if, you know, we, it's been a if few we days and anyone, Shea hasn't signed anybody. Well, all the players have to clear waivers. Oh yeah, how long uh, is that? Wait, yeah. That that would be the perfect fucking backup center, dude. I love him as a back. Like he's gonna be, he's going to get a lot of attention as a backup center. Don't get people. me wrong, like, Myers go has been really good this year. Not as good as Inez Cantor. No, 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 no. Yeah, but uh, and I mean they're about the same on defense then, too. Um, even guys, then, you could you could put Myers at the four, and then you still have the stretch big out there. I'm almost at remember, the point though. Uh, I'd rather have Myers stay in the rotation over Collins at this point. Collins got most yeah. minutes today. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. that, and I mean, I still like Collins too, but also he's only a second year player. He's super young, and it's like. He's going to take his ups and downs. And I mean, most of his minutes, I think, if we get in as Cantor, are going to be gone in the playoffs anyways. And is getting down to the end of the season. So if he loses his minutes, nah, it's not that big of a deal. Terry Stotts is going to do his Terry Stotts thing. He's having a bad half of the season, so he's never going to get to play another full game of basketball again. <laughs> or, yeah, it's he's going to be out of the rotation, it. and somebody's going to get hurt, and then he's going to be starting. Yeah, like no, no, no. He's gonna be out of the rotation, then get traded, and then become a productive member of some other team's rotation. Okay, <coughs> no online. Be a starter, right? <laughs> What's up? Jake Layman should be a starter, right? Jake Layman better than Mo Harkless. Don't at me. <laughs> they have very different strengths, but I agree with you that Jake Layman has been. Much I feel better like Jake Layman has that backdoor lob dunk every single game. I saw when I went to the Spurs game, I saw Jake Lehman dive for four balls on the ground in one game, and not once have I ever seen Mo Harkless dive for a ball. <laughs> Jake Lehman fucking wants to play basketball, man. Mo Harkless, Mo Harkless will it, get hurt. He, 
He was the one who I wanted to trade at the trade deadline of all the players. Like, I wanted to find something for him. Like, he just oh, gave doesn't his look like he's fucking, trying. Who did he baptize? He... <laughs> who, Jake Lehman, a lot of people. Mo Harkless? Mo Harkless, like, Yeah, he had a great dunk in that dunk. game a few days that ago, was, but that was, was also his only points of the game. <laughs> yeah. Jake Lehman's Woo! a better perimeter shooter. Defensively, I think Harkless might have him. But yeah. but hustle like in general, I think Layman's got him. So, but what other buyout guys are you guys like? Like Inez Cantor is my number Where's one. Where's the Greg Monroe? Like, like I don't give a shit about Greg. I don't give a shit about. I don't give a shit about. I don't give a shit about Greg Monroe either. But like Greg Monroe, like I mean, he'd be solid. Like we know what we're gonna get. Hey guys, remember we technically signed Inez Cantor a couple years ago when he was yeah, a restricted right. free agent. This Bill Simmons was talking this about it, and he's like, "My my main destination, I think he's gonna be on is the Blazers." And he said that because he's like, because they offered him to a huge contract years ago, and then he compared it to like a high school boyfriend girlfriend kind of thing. Like, it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird scenario that's a weird comparison but i mean the the contract that he's getting bought out of that was us we did that <laughs> oh fuck yeah we're the, dude. Re- we're the reason that uh he has that contract because we offered him a restricted free agent deal because we knew that the thunder were gonna sign him back it i think Hell it was like yeah. one of, it was like one of those things where it was like we kind of wanted to screw over our uh rivals opponent arrival and like get them to like overpay one of their players and because now we're gonna we go back like, and we're gonna we sign like him for 17 mil a year and if, 17 mil a year yeah and if we and he ended up getting that from okc and he got traded to new york which i mean they he's good it. but he's not they worth that it. he's yeah they matched it so that's how that's how he stayed oh, no, on thunder and they ended up trading him in the mellow trade but uh and now we're going to try and sign no, him for no, way no. less. Yeah, don't. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Mello. No, I don't give a shit oh, about what. I, yeah, that's, that's, he's also on the on the market for Mello going to the get, Lakers. Got, I think Mello is going to the Lakers, but like. What about Michael Beasley? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You cannot tell 10% me. 10% Honestly, though, the Blazers oh, make God. sense for Melo. Like they're gonna take, like they take a try, they take a chance on him. I see them. Very this vivid. is the. It would be the ultimate old Shea move if he It'd goes be like, low risk, high reward. They'd, they'd be like, look, a big name free agent. They're like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, man. I would love to see old Shea spin Carmelo Anthony as a big name. Oh, free tell agent. me you'd rather have Carmelo Anthony. Like you wouldn't want rather have Carmelo Anthony over Scalabissier. Come on, man. I'd rather have, like, obviously, I'd rather have Mellow, but, uh... <laughs> it's low risk, high reward. Let me tell you, Wyatt, there's not many players in between Scalabissier and Mellow on that list of players that... <laughs> Would you ever have Mellow or Greg team. Monroe? I'd, I'd yeah. have more fun with Mellow. Okay. That one, like, that it, would, like, that would be a more it just, fun. It'd be like a cult favorite kind of thing. Also, yeah, no, what person like, we should look at? Rolo. Oh my god, Dude, yeah. Rolo is my... Like, <laughs> I, just got, like, I want that, like, that voice of like, oh, I fucking forgot he was on the buyout market. Yeah, dude, if we don't get an Cantor, we have to get Robin Lopez. The man has a fucking house here and he doesn't even play in Portland. He loves... Yes. Dude, sign this man. Does dude, he still dude, live here? 
Yeah, he I has think a house he, here. I think he has some something in Portland. He has some property in Portland. But dude, completely, he was here for two years, and he completely embodied Portland when he was here. He was just like this weird nerdy guy who just like everyone was super into, and he was just like he was like the does all the little things player kind of player. Like he never asked to score or anything like that. He was just like, I'm a block, re- I'm a block shots and grab rebounds. That was Bill his Simmons. Role. I think said on his pod. I think he said Robin Lopez is the best buyout buyout guy. I would not be. I would not deny that. If Robin, Robin Lopez, Lopez is the best glue guy in the NBA right now, he's a he's a he's a toned down version of fucking Dennis Rodman, dude. <laughs> If, knowing our luck, though, he's gonna like land on Golden State or something or the Lakers, and it's just gonna make me sad. I, he he. I don't, he's from I don't he's from he California. I like to hope. I I, oh, I hope not. Yeah, I would I, love him in Portland again, though. Even if it's like just fan service, I would I would love it. Like I would love that's if a we fan service time. move. I'd be okay with. I would love. We have an open roster him spot. Back. Like we gotta sign somebody. If Olshay doesn't sign somebody, I want his fucking head. <laughs> like no no like fuck man like it's like why why would you not sign somebody if you have like the option to sign somebody and make your team better yeah because you're new save money like what <laughs> yeah, the true. fuck man <laughs> yeah if uh i uh, like my dream scenario is inez Cantor or rollo but I know that we're going to end up with like Greg Monroe or Michael Beasley or something like that. That's oh my god, we can sign Michael Beasley. <laughs> It'd be the funniest thing ever. Like, don't get me wrong, like signing someone like Michael Beasley or Carmelo, like not like it wouldn't entertain the hell out of me, but Dude, do I, I think want Michael it? Beasley would no. like, I want to see Maybe Michael Beasley bit. just get ejected. Like, that's going to be like my thing. He's going to be our enforcer. He's going to go there and he's going to get suspended on a 10-day contract. Why would he like? Why would he get in trouble on the court? He's already like high out of his mind when he's on the court. He's not picking a fight with anybody. <laughs> no, that's not what Luke Walton said. Uh, that's true. He did. Go Luke Walton Luke ate a lit candle. On that was Bill Walton. Walton. Oh shit! Sorry, sorry. Not the Bill Walton <laughs> ate a lit candle no. on live. Wow, Cody just forgot man. the just forgot the one star player who brought the Blazers a championship in franchise history. He ate a lit candle <laughs> on live television. This is our I savior. The, I saw like a sports page and the caption on it was like, Bill Walton's so high, he just ate, <laughs> he just ate a lit candle on national television. I went and got a picture with Bill Walton after one of after an Oregon basketball game one time, and it was like the greatest moment of my life. We said like five words to each other, but it was still like the best moment of my life. I just love how his co-announcer was like, Dave Tatch, take a bite yeah. out of it while it's, take a bite out of it while it's, and he meant like, eat around the candle. And he just and fucking bite. Just shove the whole thing in his fucking mouth. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to go, let- I'm going <laughs> to a completely random tangent to wrap things up because we're just kind of like, we're both, we're all kind of mad about the plays right now, but I want to lighten things up a little bit at the end of this so um we had a uh, a politician from klamath falls oregon which for those of you who don't know the geography of oregon 
Oregon is Yeehaw. The, Oregon is a ridiculously large state for the number of people who live there. Like we're like the ninth biggest country, biggest state in the country, and we're like the twenty ninth or something most populated state. <laughs> so we're not very densely populated, is and what we're trying. All to the get population at. of the state is in Portland, pretty much, like two thirds of it in the Portland area. And we have this po- local politician from Klamath Falls who tried to propose a bill to change the Blazers name to the Oregon Trailblazers to be more inclusive of all Oregonians who support the team. What? And I just want to get you. your guys' quick thoughts on that. Fuck, fuck that guy. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, next time. This sounds so fucking hideous, <laughs> man. That's like... It's like it's like the yeah, worst. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts of it, though. One of his reasonings for was that it would be more historically accurate, like the Oregon Trail. <laughs> this guy sounds like somebody who's never fucking watched a basketball game. Are we seriously okay? Okay, let's start saying the other names. Uh, the Massachusetts Celtics. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I looked this up. I looked this up after, and there were three a- teams in the entire NBA who use their state names instead of cities. It's Utah. Was it the Quebec Raptors? Yeah. Is it Quebec no, or Ontario? The, it'd be the Ontario. Ontario. Ontario Raptors. Oh, that's um, not as bad. Or just Canada, because they're the only team in Canada. The Canada but, uh, Raptors. It's the Utah Jazz, <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Indiana Pacers. They're the only teams who use their state names. Like, Washington is not a state. It's a D.C. So, like... The Louisiana Pelicans. Yeah. They, it's, like, think of how stupid all this stuff sounds. The California Lakers. The California Lakers. The Arizona Suns. <laughs> That one's not bad. Uh, that one's not bad. Eh, I don't know. I don't like it. Well, they already yeah. have, like, the colleges, though. Like, the Texas Rockets, the Texas Spurs, the <laughs> Texas Mavericks. <laughs> they, they, they get, like, we, we get the point. Like, it's like this, like, it sounds stupid. Like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't have the same ring to it. Also, here's my thing. Do, do, um, do Klamath Falls taxpayers pay for the arenas? No, no. Paul Allen paid for the arena. Well, uh, some of it went to Portland taxpayers, but too fucking bad. Yeah, that that it's they're uh, in Portland. Like, just it doesn't fucking matter. Like, we know they're a team for Oregon. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I don't understand. Like this. Well, I did look and at that, that name guy's Twitter is hideous. bio. I did look at that uh, guy's Twitter bio. Um, and he had uh pro-life pro-gun stuff in his bio so he just must really hate liberals so why the fuck does he care about being inclusive yeah i don't know his name is uh for those of you who don't know his name is representative e werner resk or whatever i have no e, idea e werner resk go fuck yourself like buddy cunt. yeah like <laughs> sounds like he's still a fucking virgin <laughs> sounds like he likes joe Ingles. <laughs> But they're related. <laughs> Shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Alrighty, oh guys. My God. I just thought we needed to get that into the pod just for a minute because I thought that was just like one of the most I, ridiculous like proposals that I've seen. I'm like, this is what this is what our politicians are doing. Okay. I'm gonna Klamath say something. Falls. We can cut this out too if we want to. Um 
Do we want to talk about that guy, John Canzano, like, with the fucking relocation on the day of the trade deadline? I mean, that, that was, I'll, I'll just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say one quick thing on that. Just, like, that, I thought it was a bit of a, uh, it was definitely Rich. a clickbait thing. It was, a, it was, like, it was basically just, like, it was basically, like, the basis of the article was that the Blazers might be sold in the next few years. Like Paul Allen's estate Pay attention might to sell me. them in the next sell the team. Like the Paul Allen's estate might sell the team in the next few years. It's few years. I would expect them to be bought like this summer. Is it a really slow process? It could, it could be, it could be a slower process, but once they do get sold, it's like some people might be scared of this team being relocated by whoever it is that may buy the team. Like yeah, John Gonzano's a fucking dummy. Yeah, that's it was just like it was just a clickbait article to get Blazers fans clicking on it when they would all be on Twitter refreshing their timelines for Woj. Trying to get them freaked that's out a, about relocation. Yeah, because I mean low blow, the lease for, the lease for the Moda Center is up in twenty twenty three. Like So we got at least five years. So yeah, we, we gotta hang got, on the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, we just have to. Um, and we just, I don't pretty, see. There's no. They make so much money here in Portland. Like they're the, the only the team too. other than the Timbers. But like, that it's like there's there's so more the Blazers merchandise the than the Timbers. Sports. Yeah, they're, they're the only teams in the four major sports, like in the NHL, NFL, MLB, and NBA. The only one that up or that's in Oregon. With how Blazers. much money they make in Portland, they'd be fucking dumb to move the team. Well, that's the well, that's the thing too is. The reason teams get relocated is bad arenas, bad, bad fan fans. attendance, and that's that's and those no the ma- and not making money. Portland is not having any of those issues. He che- they, we check all three of those boxes handsomely. But, yeah. And I think the other owners have to vote on it too. And I don't think any of the owners. I would do not vote think there it. would. I do not think it would be. Vo- I don't think Adam Silver would be would go for it. I don't think there'd be like a single. There, there it would be very difficult for them to arrange. A where, yeah, where are you gonna? Where are you gonna? Move? Yeah, you gotta, you gonna, the, you gotta look at the teams like the Pelicans who have are. We have twenty thousand people there every night. The Pelicans are down to like twelve thousand a night. Yeah, it's like there's so we're, like, had we're, in the top ten of we're in the top ten of attendance. Yeah, yeah but it's it was just a I'm stupid, not worried about it. It was a dumb article. I'm not. Are worried we top about ten in attendance? Yeah, we're like number eight. Last I saw. Oh well, yeah. that's like I mean, like that's good. So I mean, yeah, we're set. I don't think we have to worry. I mean, like even if we're a bad team, I don't think we really lose that much attendance. The only time Portland has ever had an issue with attendance in history was jailblazers. The, the jailblazers that were bad. Where they were like, the bad, bad like, jailblazers. The good jailblazers still had fans like, coming in. T- bad blazer teams that weren't jailblazers had fans. Dude, bad, I, you I, seen the like, bad if doc? the jailblazers were a thing now, I would fucking like support the hell out I'd of it. I'd the shit out of it. Dude, dude. I yeah, would just, yeah. like, go to the games every single night and hope to see someone get arrested on the court. I just got Kerry Egger's book on the trailbla- on the Jailblazers, and I'm so excited to read it. <laughs> Stay tuned next week for a comprehensive review. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read the whole thing in a week. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how to read. I, that's, that's the thing, too. I gotta teach myself how to read first, and then I'll get to it. <laughs> so, basically, to sum it up, yeah. the 
but that thing was clickbait and we don't have to worry i'm not worried at yeah. all so like exactly <laughs> correct unless something right, major guys, happens correct. i'm not worried yep all right guys so the are big you, one uh, is ready to wrap this one up yeah god damn it why? i was just saying the big <laughs> one is people are like they should relocate portland to seattle and it's like no, fuck no. Relocate the Kings. End of story. No, not even the Kings. The Kings have come out of hiding, man. Like, they're good now. Yeah. The Kings fans are actually happy for the first time in since 2002. <laughs> since white chocolate, bro. Yeah. All right, guys. So you ready to wrap this one up? I think it was a good discussion wrap on the trade it, deadline. All righty. Um, well, thank you all for tuning in to Small Ball Market. Um, we'll be back next week with, uh, I'm not sure we'll be here next week with, but uh, there'll be certainly something to talk about in the NBA. <laughs> but um, you can feel free to uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to follow us on sm- on our Twitter account, at Small Ball Market. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, same thing. If you ever want to email us, uh, our email is smallballmarket at gmail.com. Feel free to slide into our DMs. Don't forget to rate and review us. Five stars only for a small ball market. But uh, other than that, we will see you guys next time. See you later.